Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 146 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, strategies, and education to help us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 146 is entitled Looking at Lopsided Relationship Dynamics. Um... I'm always fascinated by the kinds of patterns of relating that we fall into with, with, with another. Um, and sometimes we carry, we create those exact same relating dynamics, relationship to relationship. And at other times we might find that, um, the dynamic we create with another individual means that a different set of patterns emerge. Um, and ideally we're working in our relationships on being, as intimate as we can, as present as we can, as mature as we can. Um, We're not overly relying on our partner or our relationship to do things for us that we um, need to be doing for ourselves. And this kind of leads us into where I want to look at today um, in terms of um, uh, functioning dynamics inside a relationship and how we can end up inadvertently in a kind of a seesaw arrangement with our partner and things end up, um, we, we kind of end up being overly responsible in one area of our life and kind of avoiding or outsourcing or being avoidant to another area of our life. So that this creates kind of what Jenny Brown in her wonderful book, Growing Yourself Up, would call, you know, insider and outsider dynamics. Um, so what specifically do we mean by that? Well, one of the ways that we can see this kind of lopsidedness play out, which, which again, probably worth mentioning is not necessarily always a bad thing if we've agreed upon it. Um, but if things get too lopsided, then we're going to find, um, that, uh, inevitably this is going to present friction, frustration, uh, blaming and accusation in the relationship if it's left to run. Uh, too long. Um, So again, uh, probably time for an example. Um, One of the ways that this might play out is that that we might find that one side of the relationship ends up um, getting all their fulfillment and all their focus maybe out of um, um, running the home and the other side of the relationship goes out and gets their fulfillment, um, reduces and manages their anxiety by being out in the external world, um, involved in community, uh, out out, um, building a career. And over time, we might find that it becomes more and more anxiety-provoking or difficult to um, be involved enough in the other areas of our life so we get more and more comfortable. It just gets easier um, to just keep putting most of our energy and attention into one area of our life. And we start to find that the other areas of our life struggle or, be, 
you know, somebody else has now become responsible for that part of our life and they're becoming resentful for that. Um, so that if we end up uh, one of our go-tos around managing intimacy, closeness and anxiety um, <clears throat> in our relationship is that we bury ourselves in our work and we get lots of accolades and validation and, and we do well there. Um, and, and we're, you know, we've got our finger on the pulse. We know everything that's going on inside, inside that, that particular environment. Unfortunately, we create the exact opposite scenario, perhaps at home, where we feel like we're an outsider under our own roof. We have absolutely no, no idea what's going on. We're, we're, we're not really attuned even to the day-to-day -day experience of our partner anymore. We, if we've got kids, well, we, we, you know, we, we don't know when parent-teacher um, interviews are coming. We don't really know what's going on in their lives. Um, <clears throat> when we are home, we're probably exhausted because we've uh, overly invested in, in the workplace. Um, and meanwhile, our partner is running the home and lamenting the fact or getting resentful that they don't get their chance to go out in the world. Um, so one of us is feeling like a stranger in our own home and the other is, is potentially feeling resentful and frustrated because they feel like they aren't out in the external world making their mark and, and their contribution or some version of that can emerge. Um, and like I said, um, from time to time in life, it's very practical or even a necessity to end up that working as a team means that we actively choose, here, here's, what the, here's the area of our life I'm going to willingly choose to look after for a while, and here's the area um, that you've chosen. Um, and we've agreed upon that. We, we know that that fits into our uh, longer-term relational goals, and as a result, we'll both be better off and the relationship will be better off. Um, so that that can be necessary, or there's an opportunity that means you've got to dig in and spend more time focusing on, on you know, a, a work opportunity that temporarily you're, you're, not, you're not as available as you could be at home. All of that happens. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, the problem becomes when these dynamics get more and more fixed, that we find somebody is spending more and more hours at work um, and home is now just a place to kind of sit down, check out, maybe have a few drinks, try to recharge before the next visit back, do the bare minimum um, as, as far as, you know, parenting and partnering is concerned. Um, and on the, on the same token, um, the person who's in the family home is becoming over, overly fixated and overly involved in, in the members of the family home because there's not enough going on um, in, in life uh, on the bigger picture side of things for them. Um, and so this can build, you know, this can build anxiety, frustration, uh, resentment on both sides. It can start a chain of blaming. Why aren't you home more? Uh, why don't you get off my back? Uh, da 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 da. Um, we've all probably either experienced the uh, the dynamic, or we know couples that do the dynamic. Um, but if we find ourselves in a situation where one of us is having to do more outside the home than the other, and that's a willing agreement, that's absolutely fine. Um, but we're making sure that as much as we can. 
we're staying available on the other side. We're not outsourcing more than we should um, and making our partner overly responsible for a certain area, that we're doing everything we can to, you know, part of developmental maturity um, is is that we are not neglecting certain areas of our life. We're, we're giving as much focus or enough focus as we possibly can given the time and the and and the uh, and the situations because otherwise what happens is it it just gets easier to keep doing what's easy <laughs> um, and the wall of anxiety gets bigger and we get more uncomfortable and more awkward because we've you know let's say for example we just haven't spent enough time with our children we don't know enough about the, the comings and goings of the household um, and it, it now it just well, I don't know what we're, we're doing here and what's got to happen and ah, oh, that um, I'm, I'm just going to go back to work. Um, or, um, you know, and but I know, I know what's going on at work. I feel comfortable. I feel in control. Home is intense. It's chaotic. I don't want to, you know, but ironically, the more you avoid the intensity and the drama and being present to it, actually that builds over time. So we're talking about the difference between sometimes ending up overly focusing on a certain area of our life because it gets easier to manage our short-term anxiety and reactivity that way. But overall, it does nothing to resolve that. And in the long run, those things build. So it's important, I think, to just watch that we don't get too overly focused in one area of our life. And again, um, especially with um, how many demands we have on ourselves socially, because the expectations are rising on both sides. You know, if I'm in my workplace, well, someone can send me um, an email or ring me at any time of the day. And I notice that now, you know, I, I'm, I'm at the time of recording this episode, I'm 50. Um, so I've been through the era, eras where, you know, there were boundaries around when you called somebody, um, uh, you, you, you know, or at least my experience was you, you generally didn't tend to call somebody about work on the weekend. Whereas I notice now or, or you know, the, in the holiday season, but I'm noticing with each passing year, there doesn't seem to be any time um, of the day <clears throat> or night that somebody doesn't feel that it's okay to contact me. Um, I'm not getting worked up about that. It's it, That's just how it is. And you make your own choices about how you want to manage that. But it's very easy to be, you know, drawn into work at any any time of the day or night. Um, and you can do that, you know, you can jump on the computer and do work stuff from home. Like uh, it's, it's the convenience and the immediacy and all those things that make it difficult to make sure that we're putting enough balanced focus on all areas of our life and, and staying more present with our our partner and our, and our, and if we've got them children and, and even extended family, um, and on the same token, if we're looking at the demands that happen under the family roof, well, there's all the organised activities, there's the social media stuff, there's the, the, the weekend sport, there's the catching up with friends, uh, there's keeping up to date with everybody on Facebook. Um, and so same in both areas, there, there's lots of demand, lots of distractions, lots of ways in which we can kind of get lost or too immersed into a certain area of our life. Um, and end up avoiding other areas of our life, not necessarily intentionally, but over time it, it just it just seems to be, it just 
it's just easier to do it this way. Um, yes, it is in the short term, but in the long term, it's likely to cause you some significant challenges or really put strain on your relationship. So if you're finding um, that you're starting to get develop um, some version of lopsidedness in the relationship where there's an area of life where it seems to be the domain of one side of the couple and not both, um, then that may need a conversation. Um, it starts, of course, with observation. How do we get aware of, of, of this version of a seesaw dynamic that we're creating? And then we, you know, let's sit down, let's talk about it, let's work out a plan to make sure that this doesn't become too fixed or one of us becomes too overly responsible here um, because that's going to lead to friction at some point. Um, so, and as I say, it's, 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 it's not much fun to be, you know, an outsider um, in a place where, you know, um, you should feel more like an insider, which is, which is in the family home. Um, or, 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 or vice versa, where, as I say, you, you don't feel like um, you feel a bit unfulfilled around uh, career and community contribution. Um, and we can start small, we can set long-term plans, we can work as a team just to start to go, how would we get this balance a little bit more um, over the period of time? We don't need to rush that, we don't need to be reactive in it, we just need to calmly keep talking about it, keep working and figuring out a plan. Because it probably took some time to get there, um, so it's probably going to take some time to work its way back. But the main thing is that we've got recognition, we've got calm conversations about that. We're not letting it get too far. We're not blaming each other for the situation that's created because it takes a couple and it takes a relationship to, to get these kinds of dynamics happening, not, not individuals, but individuals uh, responding to certain patterns of relating is where our challenge is and how do we change that and what would something healthier look like for us um, how do we get more involved in the areas of life that we've been gradually getting less involved in? Um, and what would be the benefit of that if we were to consider doing that going forward? Um, so there you go. Uh, a little bit shorter episode-wise, but I but I, you know, I figure like that that's probably enough to kind of consider. There's, like I said, there's some really great resources um, around that, but I would certainly think that uh, one... That is uh, that I will recommend today is growing yourself up by Jenny Brown. I think is a um, a really helpful book on exploring these dynamics and being more mature in our relationships and and more available to genuine intimacy and and healthy relational exchanges. Um, so there we are. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, really hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, those of you who've been listening along. Um, since the beginning or for a long period of time from wherever you are in the world, my profoundest gratitude. Thank you for tuning in. Um, again, hope you took some, some things you can use away from this episode. If you've just joined us, welcome. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for other people to find the program. Um, and also the program is available on other podcast mediums such as Stitcher and Podbean and at the website emergencetraining.com.au. Um, but uh, as always, I wish you every success and joy in your relationship and once again 
Thanks for being with me on this episode and look forward to being with you on another episode. Until then, bye for now.